Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are going to study together Nehemiah, that's Nehemiah, chapter 8, Parakhas. Um, this is In this chapter we are going to um, begin a new section of the book of Nehemiah where we will be discussing the teaching of Torah and the religious revival of the people um, and during this time period of the early second temple and we are going to change our focus from the uh, building of the walls and the and the fights and the difficulties with the people that were trying to stop them and so on and we're going to change our tune and start discussing the um, uh, the study of Torah so uh, so over here in this part of the book Ezra Hasofer Ezra the, the teacher the scribe is going to rejoin the narrative um, and um, as as we have seen so far Nehemiah was the uh, political leader um, the uh, governor of the of the area um, and Ezra was the teacher the Torah teacher that had come and both had come um, in, in the same time period had come to join the people in Yehuda and Judea and help in the rebuilding and the revitalization of the um, of those that had come back to Jerusalem to to rebuild uh, the temple, etc. So let's do verse one. The entire nation gathered together all as one. El Harachov into the open area into the square Asher Sharamayim, which was before the water gate. So there was a gate in the walls that was called the water gate, and in front of it was a large a square, an open public area, uh, and all the people gathered together. Vayomru Ezra Hasofer, and they to- told to Ezra the scribe, Lahavi et Sefer Torah Moshe, to bring out the the book of the Torah of Moshe, um, the Torah of Moses, Asher Tziva Adonai et Israel, that God had commanded Israel. Um, the uh, so here we have the. Uh, people asking Ezra, teach us the Torah, and Ezra took out the Torah scroll, Vayavi Ezra HaKoyin Torah. Ezra took out the Torah, the Torah of Moshe, the Torah um, that God had given to Moshe, Lefnei HaKol, he took it out in front of the entire congregation, this is really important, Me'ish V'yad Isha, all men and all women, V'chol Me'vin L'Shmoa, and anyone who was old enough to understand and be taught, so the children as well, except of course the little babies who who are incapable yet of understanding what they were hearing, anyone that was able to hear and listen was, was, was there and present at this time, Lishmoa, to listen um, uh, uh, and understand. This was on the first day of the seventh month of Tishrei. So in other words, this is Rosh Hashanah. As we'll see in a moment, <laughs> the people didn't, the lack of Torah knowledge at the time was such that the general public Although they obviously knew there was something special about this month, which is why they were gathered and they all came to Jerusalem, but um, they did not. They didn't. They weren't aware that this was even a holiday at this time. They they just were so ignorant of um, of um, 
of, of Torah and, and of Jewish customs and holidays and everything that they weren't even aware that this was Rosh Hashanah but they wanted to learn they wanted to know and they asked Ezra take out the Sefer Torah and teach us and he read from the book of the Torah in front of the entire square which was before the water gate from the from from sunrise ad until midday repeatedly throughout the book of Nehemiah the it, it emphasizes that men and women and it emphasizes that women were there we had when the women presented themselves in front of Nehemiah that women participated in the building of the walls it, it, it's it's there's an emphasis here that that should be noted and and um and it's not for nothing that this is that it is stated this way. Vihamevinim and all of those who are old enough to understand, viaznei chalaam el sefer Torah, and they, um, the and everyone was paying attention to the reading of the Torah. In other words, they were, they were, just, um, completely, um, uh, uh, engrossed in 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 listening and learning and and. And everyone was paying attention to Ezra. This is quite remarkable. Uh, this is quite a long sermon, <laughs> from from sunrise to midday, listening to the Torah. But um, but this is uh, but the people listened. They paid attention and they wanted to learn. They really wanted to know their Torah, their tradition, their teachings, uh, so that they can practice them. By Yamod Ezra Sofer and Ezra Sofer was standing on Migdal on a tower made of wood, Asher Asula Dover, which was made for this purpose. Here we have the origins of the idea of reading the Sefer Torah in front of the tzibur, in front of the congregation, and to read it from what nowadays we would call a bima, which is a um, generally wooden, doesn't not always wooden, but generally wooden um, uh, stand upon which the reader of the Torah stands to read to the public Vayamod Etzlo and next to him was standing the following people Matisya Vishema Vaanoyav Uriya Vichilkyo Maaseya Al Yamino. This is six people to his right, Umismolo and on his left, Pidoya Umishoel Umalkiya Vikoshum Vikashbadono Vizakaria Mishulam. This would be seven people standing to his left, at least exactly how uh, there's, there's some debate as to whether it was six and six and and Zachary and Mishullah might have been one person. Um, uh, but the point being that these men were standing next to Ezra as he taught the, the, the population, the Torah. And we'll see in a moment what the purpose of having all these people was there. Vayiftach Ezra ha-sefer And Ezra opened the, the book and he showed them the words. He showed them, I'm not making this up. This is the Sefer. This is the book. This is the scroll that I am reading from in front of the entire nation because he was above everyone and he was able to show it to them and as he opened it everyone stood up again the origins of the custom which we still have today when the Torah is removed from the ark the congregation stands in respect for the Torah here this was what everyone did as soon as Ezra took out the Sefer and showed it to them everyone stood up uh, and Ezra then blessed God before reading the Torah he blessed God again this is Birchos Torah. this is the origin of our custom to say a blessing to God prior to the reading of the Torah which we read in Shul 
um, and in synagogue, and this is the custom to this day. And everyone answered, Amen, Amen, as they raised their hands up to the sky. So the people raised their hands up to the sky and, and answered and said, Amen, to the, the blessing that Ezra had said. When they heard this blessing, they bowed down, which we again still do today when we say, Baruch Hashem, Baruch we bow forward. Nowadays, we just uh, there's just a slight bow to you know it's kind of a slight bow, and then they they bow down by prostrating themselves on the ground uh, with their faces to the ground. So as Ezra was reading, Yeshua Uvani Visheravia Yomin Akuv Shabtai Hodia Maaseya Kalita Azaria Yozavod Chanan Pilaya. These are um, uh, names of of. of some of these were some of the people that were standing next to Ezra, some were others. The Halavim and the Levites, whose job it was to be the teachers of Torah, mevinim esam la Torah. They would explain it in the term. So Ezra would read a verse, and the, and the Levim would then explain to the people what it is that Ezra was reading so that they can understand it. While the people stood there and listened and paid attention and learned. And they read from the book of the Torah of Hashem Miforash um, clearly um, in a way that they understood with Visom uh, Seichel, in a way that they were able to understand it and comprehend it by Avinu Bamikra, and they understood what they were reading. So, this is uh, 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 the origin again of the custom that has been for many years the custom of Targum of translation, of interpreting the Torah, um, and many targumim had been written over, this, over the centuries and the millennia uh, to explain the Torah down to today when we, uh, you know, to have a, a chumash, if we understand the words, fine, if we don't, we have English translations of all types and sorts and, and commentaries, etc., for us to understand and read. And, um, and many places, of course, still have the custom for someone to summarize uh, what, it, what it is, the message that's being read. But it's important that when Ezra taught, that he taught in a way that people should understand. By Yomer Nehemiah, and Nehemiah, who was there, who was there, who Hatir Shasa, who is Hatir Shasa, we mentioned this a few times, that Nehemiah also had a, Nehemiah was his Hebrew name, Hatir Shasa was a Persian name. Remember, he was an official in the Persian court. The Ezra HaKohen HaSofer and Ezra the Kohen, who was the scribe, right? Ezra was being, he was a priest, he was a Kohen, he was also a scholar, a scribe. The Halavim, and in those days, scribe and scholar is, is, this, is synonymous. So the scribe doesn't just mean he knows how to, to write. A scribe means he's an educated in, in, in the writings and in the wisdom that is contained therein. The Halavim HaMevinim so Nehemiah said, and Ezra and the Levim, the Levites who were explaining to the nation, they said to the nation, after they, they, as they were reading, they read that today is Rosh Hashanah, that the first day of the seventh month of the year is a holiday. So they told, and they taught them, they reached this part of the Torah where they taught the people, today is a holy day to the Lord your God. Altit ablu. Do not mourn, and do not cry. Because the people, as they listened and learned, they were crying. When they heard the words of the Torah, the people were weeping and crying. Um, 
Uh, there's several ways of understanding this weeping and the crying. Um, and, and they're all true, presumably. Uh, Rashi explains that they were crying because they realized there's so much for us to do. There's so much Torah for us to do and we haven't been doing it. We haven't been keeping the Torah properly. Um, and, and they were just, they were crying because they were saddened by their, by the fact that they um, did not have, um, you know, that they, that they, that they, that they um, had not been keeping the Torah properly. Um, uh, others understood that they, uh, that they read the parts of the Torah, the Rabag explains that they read the parts of the Torah that discuss the punishments that uh, come to people who don't keep the Torah. So they were crying because they were sad and they didn't keep them. And Nehemiah and, and Ezra and the, and the other teachers that were there told the people, don't, don't cry, right? Don't cry. Because that's not the point. You, you can cry, but the main point is, is action. You need to, they said to them, today is a holiday. You didn't know before. Now you know. Eat good foods, and drink sweet drinks. And to the people that don't have food and drink to eat, send gifts so that everyone should have food. Every, the rich, the people that have food, give to the poor so that they can celebrate the holiday together. Why? This is the origin of the very, very important custom before a holiday to make sure that the poor people can also celebrate the holiday and that they have what they, uh, the, what they need to eat because today is a holy day to our Master God. We all tell us who do not be sad today. Why? Because your strength is the joy that you have in serving God. This is such a beautiful, beautiful pasuk and one of the most basic, basic ideas of the religion of Judaism that that our strength comes from the joy and the happiness that we have together with God. The eating of the food, the, e- the eating and drinking together with friends and making sure that everyone in the entire community enjoys together. This is Moz Chem. This is our strength. This is what makes the people, the, Ju- the people, the Jewish people, a people. This is what gives us strength. This is, and what is it? It is the joy in the service of God. And the Levim, the Levites, were teaching them and quieting them down. Hasu, quiet down. Today is a holy day. Today is a happy day. Do not be sad. And the entire nation went to eat and drink and to send gifts to each other and to make a tremendous celebration because they understood that which they were being taught. The Torah is, yes, the Torah comes with a lot of obligations. And sure, the Torah comes with potential punishments for not keeping those obligations. But they understood that this wasn't the point of the Torah. The Torah, much much deeper than that, is the joy in serving God. Yes, there are rules. But when you keep those rules and and you enjoy the holiday of Rosh Hashanah together, this is the people's strength. And once they understood that, they went home to celebrate and on the second day, <laughs> presumably, this was after Rosh Hashanah, because Rosh Hashanah is a one-day holiday, typically, but um, how it became a two-day holiday is we can discuss another time. But, but on the second day, the, the heads of the families gathered, um, 
the, the, the heads of all the families of the nation gathered, including the, the, co, the, co, the priestly families and the Levite families, gathered El Ezra HaSofer, they gathered before Ezra to continue the studying. They have now been introduced to the study of Torah and they came and they want to listen, they want to learn more. And as they were studying, they were now studying the laws of the month of Tishrei. And as they're reading the laws of the month of Tishrei, they read about Rosh Hashanah, and after that, they heard, that there is an obligation, uh, and there is uh, to, to make a sukkah on the holiday that occurs in the seventh month. And they realize that's right around the corner. Um, just less than two weeks away comes the holiday of Sukkot and there's a lot to do to get ready for Sukkot we need to get ready for this it's interesting that it doesn't mention anything about Yom Kippur um, why that is is, is, is not clear presumably it, uh, while there's uh, a lot of spiritual preparation that one would need to do to get ready for Yom Kippur but there's not a lot of physical preparation that needs to be done whereas for Sukkot People have, there's a lot of work to do, which we'll see in a moment. So, and so they realize that they need to make announcements through all, in all of the towns in Judea, Yerushalayim, and in Jerusalem, Lamar, saying, you need to go out into the mountains, into the fields, and there's a lot you need to do. You need to bring branches of of olive trees, branches of 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 um, Ali Eitz Shemen is is uh, sometimes it's hard to know uh, the uh, oily um, a, a tree that has like an oil like a sap and usually this is a, this is assumed to mean like pine trees. Uh, if you know, the evergreen trees, especially if you look at the uh, Jerusalem pine trees, they they have. Um, uh, like a, an oily stuff that comes out on, on the bark, so they're called aleid shemen. In order to build Sukkot, we need to get wood, va'ale hadas, tamarim, and you need to get um, hadas, myrtles, in order to fulfill all the mitzvot of Sukkot. Um, uh, they, you need hadasim, va'ale tamarim, and, and you need um, uh, uh, dates. Uh, uh, palms. You need palms for alulav ale etzavot, and you need uh, the ale etzavot is 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 aravot lasot sukkot kakasuv. In order for us to do the holiday of sukkot as it is written in the Torah, the people didn't know this. Vayetzu ha'am vayaviu, and the nation went, and they all brought vayasulahem sukkot, and they made and they built sukkot ish al gago. Many some many people on their rooftops uvachatzotem, and in their yards uvachatzot beit alohim. And in the uh, <coughs> um, courtyards of the temple itself, they built Sukkot Uberchov Sharamayim. And in this, uh, the large square that was outside the gate of water, Uberchov Shar Ephraim, and in the square that was in front of the Ephraim gate, which was another one of the gates of the walls of Jerusalem. So uh, Sukkot were being built everywhere by Asu, Chol Hakohol, Hashavim, and Hashvi, and all of the people that had returned from the captivity, returned from Persia, the entire nation that now resided in the land of Israel, they all built Sukkot, Sukkot, and they lived in their Sukkot, because since the days of Yeshua, the, uh, of Joshua, the days of, uh, they had not done something like this, Arayomo, until this day. This, understanding exactly what this means that certainly there had been Sukkot built um, we know that there had been it, it, it had been mentioned in other parts of Tanakh 
um, for, <clears throat> between the times of Yoshua that we're talking about, um, you know, a long time. We're talking about hundreds of years. Um, and, and there were uh, Sukkot. So what does this mean that they hadn't been done? So uh, this it seems like it means that it was so widespread. Yeah, there were people that did, but there were people that didn't keep the holiday. But here, this was the entire nation together, everyone all over, Sukkot, everywhere. This hadn't been done. Others understand, and there was a tremendous amount of rejoicing and happiness. And some understand that this is what hasn't been since the day of Yoshua. Yeah, people have holiday, celebrated the holiday, but since the days of Yoshua, it hadn't been such a joyous occasion, such a joyous celebration since the days of Yoshua. Um, another way of understanding this that I was thinking is that might just be a reference to um, the period of time, the settlement. In other words, it hadn't been done throughout the, the um, exile in Persia because they weren't necessarily able to, to, to celebrate the holidays appropriately. And Mimei Yeshua Benun doesn't mean all the, the days of Yeshua himself, but the days from before when the first temple was built, right? That period of time, that settlement that began with Yeshua Benun and ended with the destruction of the first temple, from since those days it hadn't been kept. Uh, it's just another way of understanding that. And as they're learning, and as they're learning more and more about their religion, about their heritage, about the Torah, every single day of the holiday, from the first day, presumably this means the first day of Tishrei, Rosh Hashanah, which was the day that we learned, started this chapter with, uh, when Ezra started to read the Torah, from the first day at Yom Ha'achron until the last day, Vayasu Chog Shivat Yomim, and they made the holiday of Sukkot for seven days, Vayoma Shmini Atzeret, and they also made the holiday of Shmini Atzeret, the eighth day of Sukkot, which is an, an additional day of holiday, Kamish Bat, according to the laws that are written in the Torah. Thank you so much for studying chapter eight together. Nachamia, looking forward to studying. Um, the rest of this beautiful book of, of Nehemiah together.